Toontown Public Works is not for kids, even though Sir Casey and I are childish cartoons. We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content. Stuff like weird sex things, and, um, and butts! Enjoy the show! Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello, welcome to Toontown... Oh, let me start here. <laughs> Alright. Don't use this, Alex. No, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to Toontown Public Works where we trudge the ink and find the hidden gems. I'm Ichi the raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Sir the cat. Hi. Hi. Hello. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're just back to a normal episode again. Uh, I, it's, we've done so many special episodes in a row that it feels like I have to explain that we're just doing a normal episode now. <laughs> I actually, I think it's time. really, I think it's actually kind of relaxing to record <laughs> the normal episodes yeah. Like I remember, I remember being excited to be doing normal episodes again. Uh, yeah, just like I, for I the mean, past two. It's not that we don't like doing special episodes. It's just it's nice to be back on a typical format, like kind of in a routine instead of like the weird kind of like roundabout kind of things that can yeah. kind of come around with these winding back down and all that. Yeah, like it's it's a lot higher stress to do a special. Because it's such, you have to basically go out of your comfort zone. Uh, but we're going back into our comfort zone, our little bubbles, and we're going to do just the same old shtick. So, I'm uh, surrounded by pillows. Yeah. I said the word shtick with a lot of spit in my mouth there, so it <laughs> came out really weird. Shtick. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh <laughs> So, okay, uh, admittedly, I don't have a ton of cartoon news this week. Uh, there's a couple things that I think uh, at least Casey wants to talk about, but uh, I want to talk about a couple things that I watched last week, that, the last couple weeks that I thought were pretty neat. Um, first one is uh, I have an update uh, about the Free Willy cartoon. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, my wonderful boyfriend, Sam, he is finally listening to our backlog and uh, he listened to our discussion about the Free Willy animated series, and uh, <laughs> and as a sort of thing, he's like, "Oh, uh, by the way, I own the entire series on VHS." <laughs> and so uh, he showed the all to me, and well, like I've only actually seen the first four episodes. I think it might have been the first four or five episodes. Uh, and this show is so insane. I can't even handle it. Like, okay. It's my so favorite base- show to describe to people. <laughs> <laughs> it's the- just got a fun little, uh, elevator pitch. <laughs> I mean, like it's, you can't even do an elevator pitch because it's, it's such a free- weirdly like, complicated thing. No. So, so here's my idea. It's free Willy, except there is a cybernetic eco-terrorist and all of the animals can talk. Okay, that is that's <laughs> that is the close. elevator. Pitch. Oh, so somebody somebody got a backdoor pitch for an Echo the Dolphin cartoon then. <laughs> okay, just throw so in some aliens and we're good. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, uh, 
you're kind of right and you're kind of wrong because, uh, yes, it is about uh, it's Free Willy with a kid who befriended an orca. There's no real indication that this was an orca that was released into the wild from like an amu- like a like an exploitive uh, like amusement park kind of thing. But uh, you know, at the very least, it's like at the curved fin or whatever. Uh, and the kid joins a becomes like the is joins this like. Uh, conservationist uh, like scientist group uh, and everyone hates that he brought Willie in because it stresses all the other animals which of course he's a giant fucking whale um, and uh, but then like basically what happens is eventually he, the kid discovers that he has the ability to listen to and hear the animals talk and the way he like it's called like he's a he's called a truth teller i think i think that's what it's this or a truth talker and he gets this name from the native american of the group of the of the scientist facility as like his native american (laughs) (laughs) phenomenon by the way i looked it up i looked it up it is not at all this that is Uh, not okay it really isn't. It really isn't. Um, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, like, so, and then, yeah, apparently, okay, so that's the first level of weirdness. The next level of weirdness is there's an eco- eco-terrorist who has slime monsters, literally slime monsters as henchmen, uh, that, uh, apparently he and Willie have a beef and I have no idea where this beef is even coming from. They don't explain it. They just f-ing hate each other. They know each other, and they just—it's just—it's all of a sudden just they just—it's—it's like they there's like scenes where like the freaking eco terrorist dude who looks like like a weird like a mixture of like the evil from the evil guy from the first Duke Nukem game, uh, mixed with like uh you know Shredder basically. So it's, uh, so it's a <laughs> pig dude in a chair outfit, or well, no, not the not a pig dude. The the the, the one has like the weird Kino eye or something. Uh, it might be like one. Of, it's one of the side scrolling uh Dukeum games I'm talking. Can about. I? I don't know video games. Okay, fair enough. Um, but no, like it was. It's like, and there's scenes where this eco terrorist guy is just like ranting about how he much he hates Willie and how much and Willie when he talks to the kid like how much he, he hates the guy too and it becomes this weird dynamic with that but then here's the third level of weirdness uh there's an actual plot element where the eco-terrorist guy disguises himself as a kindly environmentalist uh billionaire who helps out the science of it to basically to infiltrate their ranks. And the only person who suspects that this guy is not on the level is Willie. And it is like, there's that aspect to it. And there's also the fact that uh, there are episodes where like the parents of a, a baby dolphin die on screen. Uh, and so they have to like rescue the orphan because they died from like chemical poisoning. Uh, there are, all, all that will mixed with like a tone where like the various animal names like are like mixed like the basically all the names of the different animals are basically like puns upon what their species is like uh oh yeah that's right uh the seal lady one of the main uh seals in the show uh her name is lucille oh. get it yeah 
I get, get it. it. It's yeah. It's it's got layers, is what you're saying. Is it's it's got layers. <laughs> it's just I very mean, like, very clever animal names that, if you think about them, might have something subtle that you didn't it's, notice. It's it's a subtle subtle little joke. Now, yeah. uh, and here's the thing that's most surprising about this cartoon. I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> what? Like that's that's, that's like, the thing. Is it's it's not bad. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's like it's not like there there are things about it that are incompetent, and there are things about it that are problematic to say the least. But, but it, it is it is just it's, insane. It's so it's, it's insane, and it's so incredibly sincere about itself too. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't feel like it's a huge cash grab at something. Like. It, it does like, despite being a licensed cartoon, it has almost nothing to do with the original f- plots of the films at all. Like nothing, and so it just becomes this weirdly sincere environmentalist story. Like Fern Gully is like the most. It's not like Fern Gully where like it's like the most like contrived. Just you watch it and you can just see the levels of I don't give a f- about what I'm actually saying on the screen there. But with this, it like it feels like they're bleeding hearts are just aiming at the wrong direction and I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's pretty um, it's pretty amusing. I really appreciate. It. Like have you have you seen Cirque? Have you seen the opening credits to that? Or like I the, the opening sequence? I'll have to show you that uh Please, maybe after dear the show. God, do. It's it's really it, it's really really it's, it's it starts crazy, off as just like it's, it just like the, the opening credits is great cuz it just starts off it's just got this really nice like kind of like blue, like it's like very kind of yeah. This kind of like almost like soft rockish sort yeah. of yeah. But it's like super low chill key and like at first it it fits the intro because it's just a bunch of animals jumping out of the water and stuff yeah. like that. And then there's explosions and, then, and stuff. Well, no, no, it just goes under the water and then there's a giant submarine and then you see the fucking eco terrorist dude. <laughs> And then that becomes like the, uh, like, and it just match. It does not match. It's a perfect metaphor for the show itself, and that mm-hmm. there's a lot of things about it that work, but so much of it just does not match what it's trying to be. And it's great, and I love I it. I feel like I feel like uh, the three of us are. Uh, we are just old enough that we caught the very tail end of the part of cartoons uh, where they. Uh, they had like, to be like the, super educational. Well, yeah, like like there was just kind of like this zeitgeist where like uh, you know like Captain Planet, like that that stuff right. where the, a lot of a lot of these cartoons were used to kind of benefit uh, to kind of benefit mankind, I guess. Like you know, like cartoon well, like, cartoon all stars. What's it? The cartoon right. all stars to the rescue. Yeah, the one didn't it? Didn't that even have like uh, like wasn't. Uh, President Bush in it, like uh, Barbara Bush like, was at the beginning. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh, so like, yeah, like <laughs> there was a preamble by President Bush and Laura. Yeah, Bush by H W Bush. Yeah, so <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was really something that we missed yeah. out on. Uh, I don't want to go on too long about this uh, because I know yeah. that we we do have that one other bombshell cartoon news that we haven't right. gotten around to. Oh, oh, uh, God. What well, else? We'll talk, we'll talk, just, we'll talk, yeah, we'll just, I'm realizing just, what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. so just okay, we'll talk about it, but hold on. Um, so the other thing I want to talk about is uh, a thing I another thing I watched, which is a little short called The Highway Rat. Uh, and uh, that was a 
apparently it was a Christmas special, technically, which if you watch it, it's not really Christmas special. Like it was uh, like at the very end, you see like a city street that's covered in snow with some Christmas lights around. Um, but other than that, it's really not a Christmas special at all. Uh, it just aired on Christmas. And uh, basically, it, I think it's stop motion. It might be just really good CG. Honestly, there's times where I'm just not entirely sure. Um, but it's based off a uh, children's book of the same name. And it has David Tennant as this highway. Uh, he's basically, you know, like, you know, th- that moment in uh, that moment in what is over the garden wall. Oh, where... that kind of highway rat. So he like, yeah, like he's a yeah, thief. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's the highway man who's like, he's a thief on the screen. Yeah. Basically what he does is he steals the food from anyone on that highway uh and like he gets addicted to sweets and that he basically just he, he, he he's a very mischievous kind of like asshole character and that's like a good choice for that you know debbie Tennant's so good he's really good as a <laughs> as this like scottish like uh like very 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 mean <laughs> but yet still charming character How did you say scottish just now <laughs> That what, was what? so good. You said the Scot- way you said Scottish. Did I say it in a weird way? <laughs> yes, you did. I, th- I think you were trying to say it with a Scottish accent. Scottish. <laughs> did I say it like that? Uh, yeah, I did not of, mean like, to. You did, I did, yeah. I, I didn't mean to. Um, you didn't mean Scottish. to do that? I didn't. I didn't. It was. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, laddie. I'll, I'll let you uh, finish. No. Go. Okay, yeah. It's I don't have a lot to say about it other than the fact that it's really cute and it's really freaking hard to find. Uh and it's it's by it's the the children book uh, it's based uh, the children book was written by the person who did The Gruffalo, which is a more well-known story. Um but also has a mouse in it, but this one's like a completely different tone. I love the animal designs in it. It's got some great animation. Uh and it does a decent transition from the highway rat just being sort of kind of like trickster kind of dude to just being a fucking asshole. And I love it. Uh, and there's a cute little redemption arc that's in there. And uh, yeah, I think if you could track it down, definitely pick it out. Uh, it's technically a Christmas special, but it really isn't. So uh, just go look it up. It's really, really good. Okay. That's uh, basically, let me see if there's anything else to say beforehand. I think I don't I have really a have thing. Else. All right, go ahead, sir. It's quick. Uh, Coco won a Golden Globe last night. Oh, Yay. good. Yay, that's good. It yeah. is very good. Uh, Coco is very good. Have you seen Coco yet? I have not, but I have, I have friends who have, and they keep on saying to go see it. Yes, uh, you definitely should go see it, especially now that there's no Frozen so- short at the beginning. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, Coco is one of the best Pixar films ever. Like It's like Inside Out... Uh, then I'd say Ratatouille and then Coco. That's basically my order right there. Huh. Uh, it's really, really dang good. Uh, and let's see what else. Uh, I mean, the only other thing is that there's uh kind of like a more of obscure kind of no- news. Uh, there's a Chinese animated film called Have a Nice Day that's going to be released, uh, in the United States finally. Like it was, I, I believe it was banned, uh, though I'm not really quite sure exactly why in China. I think... It's it seems like a very adult oriented cartoon, but it's not like it's not like adult in like the way that we would say here in the West, where it's like a 
robot chicken kind of, oh, what if these characters just died or whatever? It's like an action movie uh, about like uh, smuggling, I believe. And I think I think it looks neat. Uh, I should definitely look up that trailer. Uh, and I definitely like seeing uh, more foreign movies uh, coming over to the West, basically, when they're animated films that are not anime. Because I like seeing stuff from other cultures other than like U.S. or Japan when it comes to animation. Okay, uh, and I think that's it. So, uh, all right, you... Animaniacs reboot. Let's go. Yeah, Animaniacs. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, just drop it out there. Yeah, no pomp and circumstance. Uh, I've got a lot of feelings about the Animaniacs reboot that was recently announced. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone listening to our show has probably heard about it, but in case you haven't, uh, Hulu picked up Animaniacs. Uh, uh, for two seasons, um, and uh, I guess it was it was ne- it was negotiated with Amblin Entertainment and Steven Spielberg. Uh, the thing that I find uh, kind of distressing is that uh, is that so far the series the the show the original run of the show uh, was uh, was created uh, and and run by Tom Ruger. And he has not yet been uh, invited back <laughs> to yeah. assist with the new season. Yeah, uh, uh, Casey keeps on sending us like pictures of dogs with smocks that say like "nervous" on them. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time I hear more about it, like truthfully, like my my opinion, my opinion is not that uh, Tom Ruger is the auteur of Animaniacs, and it's not that I don't think an Animaniacs reboot could be could not be good without him. But I do think it would be courteous of them, and I do think that if what they're trying to do is create Animaniacs again the way it used to be instead of kind of a the Looney Tunes show type thing, then they probably would want to get him on board, I imagine. It's it's like with the uh, Hocus Pocus reboot that Disney's doing, like, dog, they're, they're the, uh, the people that played uh, the main characters are ready to come back for that, yeah. and they just blew past them. It's, it's worrying, you know? And so, like, I guess, I guess, like, ultimately, my, the, the line of questions that it kind of raises for me is, can Animaniacs be the same? If it happens again, like, could it even possibly in 2018, well, I guess 2020, could it possibly be Animaniacs the way it was in the 90s? It doesn't have to be. That's not my opinion. I'm just wondering if it could or should be. I, you're not going to get the good fellas pigeons back. I have uh, thoughts. I have all thoughts. Right. Say words. Okay. So, um, when it when it comes to like the Paul Ruger stuff, um, I mean, it seems like this is so early in development that it seems a little bit wor- like you you probably shouldn't worry too hard about like maybe wait for a confirmation about him not coming back. Other than well, just we we have the, the we lack have a. I mean, we have, no, a, I we have a confirmation. We have a confirmation that he has not been asked back yet. That's what we know. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. uh, that's what I'm like. We only have that that he hasn't been asked back mm-hmm. yet. And there are def- it's definitely the case where like, uh, there are plenty of times where like, hey, someone hasn't been invited back to come back for this project. But the thing is that what it was is just it's so early in the development that they haven't gotten to the part of yeah. hiring that kind of folks yet. It just it and, just seems strange. It just seems strange to me that the original showrunner and creator wouldn't have been involved in the pitch is all. But Well, I mean I mean, I guess, but at the same time, like 
it's it's such a weird situation in the first place when it comes to this kind of thing. Um, uh-huh. Because like to like to be honest, like the people who own Animaniacs technically are Ambien and Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Ambien, <laughs> Amblin, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I cannot speak words today. I, I don't know what it is. Did you um, take some before we started, buddy? <laughs> oh, no, no, but yeah, no, I am true. sober. Okay. <laughs> uh, um. So, but no. Let, uh, let, let, let me just. Let me just. No, no, no go and finish. Yeah. Um. My only real thought about all of this is, um. I guess I'm just I, I I see the value of bringing Animaniacs to the modern age because there's a lot of th- one thing I do think is that really still works with Animaniacs nowadays is how good it was at doing satire about specific subjects. Like there was an episode that was a Pocahontas parody that had the one of the most biting parodies and biting like commentaries on how disney was doing their animated films at this time at the time of that was coming out uh that i've seen anywhere like anywhere uh and uh like there's uh some really good uh moments to it uh my one problem is that uh i feel like that the format for animaniacs specifically when it comes to yakko uh yakko wacko and dot is that it can get kind of repetitive and we've seen so many stories that are basically just the three of them fucking with someone and then they either repent or discover something uh or they basically drive them insane and like ruin them basically and that's a good format i enjoy that format but it's also like one that i'm not sure how many times you can do over and over again and i guess but the thing is that you also have to realize one of this kind of stuff is that a lot of times when they're doing these kind of reboots, they're not doing it for people who watched it back in the day. They're doing it for people who have never seen it before and are just trying to bring it to a new audience. And, you know, so I I, I don't know. I'm not expecting they'll invent the re- real. I hopefully it's well, gonna be so good. Like- I guess but, I guess that's I the know. thing is I feel like I feel like Animaniacs the way it was uh, for its original run was very much a product of its time. Like, I don't think that, uh, like for instance, um, like, uh, like the Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain and all those other like subsequent shows would, uh, like when they had referential humor, which was a lot, uh, it, they would make references to things like the third man and Les Miserables, like, like Broadway musicals, like stuff that wasn't necessarily accessible to children. And like, I guess, I guess what I'm, what I'm, like not just that, I feel like a lot of things about Animaniacs uh, put into a modern context would seem very dated. Um, so, I mean, like that's okay. that's my question. So, like, like what I'm what I'm saying is that I think there's a good chance, and this is, this is so speculative. There's no way we can know, but I think there's a good chance that if like like when we do see an Animaniacs reboot, it's going to be very reformatted. It's going to be new, something yeah. we haven't. seen. I mean, I, that's I probably for the best. What I want from an Animaniacs reboot, honestly, uh, I want one. I want a little bit more like playing with the formats, uh, not because like they they have didn't never did play with the format. They did, they did in the actual show, but I just want to see a like a proper retooling for a modern age kind of thing. Uh, but then I also, well, I would like to see a lot more of like some of the classic characters, like Slappy Squirrel. Like if I can get 
fucking more Slappy's Girl. I like. I swear to God, it is a crime that Slappy's Girl never got a fucking series because she is amazing. <laughs> she is my favorite thing of all of them. All Slappy of them. the Squirrel, I think, is uh, like unquestionably one of the highest quality. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Uh, series in Animaniacs. Yeah. Here, and, uh, here is my... And I would like... Uh, I, 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 well, go well, ahead. Just one more thing. Well, I just had a little bit more to say. Uh, like, I would like... Well, I would like to see more of some of the classic ones, uh, like classic characters like that, and also Pinking the Brain would be cool to see them coming back. Pinking the I Brain love, is definitely going to come back. I mean... Yes. That's, I mean, that's yes, been but, That's been confirmed, so... But, but my point is I want to see some new things. I don't want to just see all the old stuff in a modern context, I would like to see new sketches, new characters, uh, like their own little segments for themselves. Like, so they can be more of a modern version of the show using more modern cartoon tropes or, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, that's what I want to see. Cause, uh, if we just go with the exact same stuff that we've already seen before, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have the same attention span for it. Even if it ends up being pretty all right. Okay. Here, here's my argument. The, the fact that they're not, uh, that they haven't invited the new showrunner back says to me that more likely than not, that's what's going to happen. They are trying to put their own mark on this. And it's also the fact that they are doing this for like a streaming service. So they're trying to get an audience in, like an audience that they know is going to come and see this. Right. I mean, like I said, uh, I don't. I, I, I don't think that him not being invited back at this stage of development is a thing of anything. Like, even if it's just – I'm sure that they would at the very least bring him in for, like, a couple episodes to direct them or something. Like a pilot or, I, or something. Or, like – or just be around for a few episodes to be, like, a creative consultant or whatever, you know? But, like, I, I just don't think it's, like, indication that he is not being involved at all at this point. It's just more that, hey – uh, they did a lot of stuff without him behind his back, which can be kind of shitty, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to be involved in any way, or at least not invited back in some capacity. But, you know, it's... So, uh, like, you, you talked lots? a bit... You talked a bit about, like, what you want from the show. Um, there are... Uh, I don't know, like, I, I can only I can only talk about what I would do if I was running the show. I think that... There are many things that I would find acceptable, like more more than I can count, uh, like many, many prospects for an Animaniacs reboot that I would enjoy. Um, but uh, I think that the thing that it's important to remember uh, and something that I think is often forgotten in uh, in pop culture circles is that the worst case scenario here is that it sucks. And if it sucks, then we just have the old ones, which is fine. That's all we had anyway. <laughs> So, you know, like that, this is, this is not, uh, like nothing could be catastrophic. Uh, unless they get really uncomfortably like problematic or something. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. I I guess. But even, even then, like I said, we'd still have the good old ones. Like that's, that's all it would mean. (laughs) Well, unless they get the old showrunner back and then that happens, which Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not, it's not that there's no way to ruin the originals with this new thing but there are the very least uh we there's it's going to be very difficult to do that right well sure. like i guess i guess like like this is the thing is like people always talk about uh 
reimaginations of things uh, using the terms like, oh, this ruined my childhood. And it's like, no, it didn't. No. <laughs> this is yeah. like... The I beauty, don't, don't the beauty in, in the Beast live action movie didn't ruin your childhood, you know. No, no, no. It, it didn't, and honestly, it shouldn't. Um, you know, it's it uh, it can't. Yeah, it, it, it <laughs> it's can't. not even possible. It might it so, might tarnish some memories you have, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's permanently ruined or anything. You know, it still exists, and if the old one sucks, then basically it'll be forgotten time and the ones that are classic will be remembered, you know? Yeah. Like no one remembers like the seventies Looney Tunes cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody remembers those. Thank God there's a good reason for that. Mm. Um, but you know, um, just as long as they don't, I think we can all agree that it was just as long as they don't reboot, uh, tiny tune adventures. We're good. Well, what was sure. uh, wrong with tiny tune adventures? On a, I don't want to get into it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it, all you have to do is go back and rewatch it, and I think you'll discover that it was like because it was being run by like because it was being animated by like three different studios, four or five. Yeah. Uh, what oh. you what you end up with are are some episodes that are of uh, much lower quality than others. So oh, it's it's, oh, yeah. it's very very hit and miss. There uh, are okay episodes for sure. And there are some decent ideas. And there are the Kennedy cartoons episodes. Anyway, yeah. let's go ahead and get started. Oh, <laughs> uh, just yes. one quick thing before we do sure. that. Uh, sure. Listeners, you may notice that my uh, audio quality is different. That is because over the uh, little switch from December to January, Alex sent me a new microphone. And I really appreciate it. It is the... Uh, should I say the brand or? Yeah, it's a snowball. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a snowball. Blue, blue snowball. And it's super yeah. cool. And I really appreciate the gift, dude. Thank you so much. I use snowball uh, too. So. And also, just so, just in case people don't listen to our closing bumper, uh, we were recently featured in. We were uh, the three of us and our editor Alex were all interviewed in uh, in a podcast called Panda Paws, spelled P A N D A P A U S E. Uh, our friend Mickey Bamboo, friend of the show, uh, had us on. It was very, it was very nice of him to do that. And if you want to get a little bit more information about who we are, uh, and uh, and what kind of brought this podcast into existence, that would be a good place to go and find out. Yes, and I get really mad about a Hanna Barbera cartoon that I learned about just that day. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and you say the thing. Damn All right. right, so okay, so basically, uh, we're gonna get to the actual podcast, which is where we watch one of uh, we're gonna watch uh, one public domain, like basically we're gonna watch three public domain cartoons uh, off this uh, collection of D- uh, this DVD collection of public domain cartoons that we got uh, called the Giant Six Hundred. Gi- I cannot speak today. Why Giant Six Hundred Cartoon Collection. Yes, that yes. and. Uh, Basically, yeah, we're just uh, – that's what we're doing. We're just seeing whether or not they're still good, if they're bad, or if there's anything that's just super weird that we have to show you. So, all right. So let's get to the list. Hmm. <laughs> so listy. <laughs> such, a, 
such a, hey, a ver- hey, hey, vertical hey, hey. document of items. Hey, guess what? Guess what? 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 One what? Line. We are going to watch our first Felix the Cat cartoon. <gasps> oh boy! Oh, sick. <laughs> Casey, stop being sexy. Uh, the- uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> this cartoon is called Devils for Darwin. Oh no, you did right. way it worse. <laughs> okay. All we'll right. be right back. <laughs> oh, I used so much hand sanitizer. Now my hands are all goopy. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> So this cartoon was actually pretty dang good. I really, really loved it. <laughs> really good punchline. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm willing to bet that this is probably the second oldest cartoon we've seen after Pharma Alpha. Uh, um, oh, yeah. it is hella 20s. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, had, it had some really fun jazz music going on, at least in the one I watched. I don't know if it was the same music. We, we had that, too. Yeah. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah. But Mine like, had really fun, bouncy jazz music. Yeah, I, th- I think ours had too. Um, but like, yeah. So basically, like, this is the first ever Fields to Cat cartoon. So uh, is it really? Our, yeah, it's our first one we've watched so far. Uh, not had, not the first. It's our first. Oh, okay. Well, well, no, not yeah, not the first, but our first. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say they swung for the fences with this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so basic primer of the character like it's a character that's created like early on in like the silent film era when like the animation was one of the very first uh, noodle arm slash ink lot characters of the same uh he had a lot of surrealism attached to it. he was created by uh pat sullivan and otto mismar and uh yeah oh? let's see otto mismar okay and uh yeah, he's uh like this. I'm trying to figure out the exact year that this. Uh, 1925. 1925. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 1925, and it's a. Uh, it's after one of more one of the more uh substantial redesigns of the character actually, because uh, he was usually a lot less skinnier looking, but they kind of like streamlined him in a weird way. Um, but no, the basic plot is, I was actually very scared <laughs> because, okay. For so multiple start, reasons. For multiple <laughs> like, reasons. But like, uh, okay. To kind of illustrate my point here, uh, it just starts off pretty like kind of just, uh, it's like about Felix. He's very hungry cause he has, he, he would give up all his eight lives for a square meal. Uh, and, uh. Then, like, he pulls off his skin to show his ribcage to show he has nothing inside him. So that's cool. Uh, and uh, and then, uh, you know, he gets a fish then tries to fish him out of the water. Yeah, by, it's by like using, a shark of some yeah, kind. Sh- yeah, a shark, like, throw, like puts a fish on the end of, a fishing, uh, of, like, a fishing rod, throws it on land, and tries to catch Felix the cat with it. And then he gets chased around by a shark. And, it, you know, it just starts off kind of like a more... Uh, more of a generic kind of thing. And it was like, uh, and then like he, Felix then like walks off and he angry that he was being tricked by it. He got tricked by that shark thing. And then, 
uh, he gets across to a guy with a monkey. And I was thinking, oh, okay, so this this is called, uh, like, this, this, uh, what is the exact title of this? I... Felix Doubles for Darwin. Doubles for Darwin, yeah. Doubles for Darwin, yeah. And I was thinking, okay, uh, so here's my thinking, that the plot is that this guy's like an organ grinder, and that this monkey's name is Darwin, and he's gonna no. like they're, they're, I, no, that they, they, they were gonna eye him over uh, and say, "Oh, you could be Darwin for the day when he's like unable to do something or whatever, and he'll be paid for that." No, uh, what happens is that this old guy hands Felix a uh, newspaper, <laughs> pointing to an ad for the Evolution Society, <laughs> who's offering a huge reward. For proof that man came from monkeys. <laughs> 20s as hell. <laughs> and like, uh, when that happened, I was just, oh boy, because there's a lot of ways this could have gone. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, uh, unfortunately, it does. It doesn't. It does not take a hard stance. Yeah, as far it, as I can tell, on it wasn't. It wasn't there to make commentary, no, uh, which is probably no, for the better because I'm afraid of the commentary it would have made. Especially since it's the 1920s, uh, and uh, like it's a uh, basically like it's it's it, from there it becomes a lot of like just general gags about uh, Felix going over to Africa. Which I was when I saw he was going to South Africa, I was like, "Oh no, please no!" Uh, yeah, and uh, thankfully then, uh, also swerves to avoid that. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, it kind of hits it for like a quick speed bump, but then like uh, avoids it after that. Uh, but then like uh, basically, what happens is like Fius goes to Africa, gets chased by more animals. Uh, I mean, basically, I'm kind of glossing over a lot of the things that makes this cartoon actually genuinely good. And that's because there's a lot of really good sight gags. And I love the style of the how they do like all the like how they do the stuff like uh, showing off the characters talking because it still was before cartoons could actually talk. Um, so the whole thing was that uh, they had speech bubbles that Felix would say. And he would like move his mouth, and then like little speech bubbles come out, and uh, they're freaking great. Like all, none of them like weren't amazing. Like one of my favorite one, I think, is uh, is the one where like okay, so in order to get to Africa, what uh, Felix does is he tries to like jump into a like go like use the transatlantic uh, cable, the thing that used to transmit information across the ocean to try to get across it by like going through the tubing itself before he can do that uh he has to get the guy who's throwing bricks at him out of the house so he ties up oh, yeah a, this was one of my favorites yeah yeah he basically what he does is felix gets one of the brisk bricks ties a bit of the cable that's around the guy's ears on it and then one of the, the he yells at the guy come out here and fight Lee like a man. And then <laughs> the guy comes out, throws that brick at the target and he, and he ends up tossing himself across the screen. And then uh, Felix runs in and it, it's just, that's one of the highlights as that. And uh, I, I feel like I'm kind of monopolizing what's I'm about this conversation. Like, what do you guys want to say about this? I mean, you're more or less uh, describing what happens. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess like uh, if people don't want it, like it's, it's a very, 
I the the only things I have to say about it are regarding like the the style. I think it's really interesting to see, uh, like kind of the way it might have evolved. Like if you're having a hard time imagining it, it's it's very uh, low frame rate, higher than Farmer Alfalfa, <laughs> right? But it, you, it's it's kind of charming that you can tell it's a series of drawings, you know? Mm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like uh, that's but that's that's just besides the point. So yeah, let's see. So where where'd we where'd we land? The guy, the guy, uh, well, throws okay. the brick and he he jettisons himself off screen, and then Felix uh, tries to. Uh, well, he goes and sends himself through the tubing to South Africa. Yeah, it's it's uh, which is like that part was really amusing to me because it it seemed very modern for someone to like turn themselves into data and transfer <laughs> themselves like yeah. over wires. Oh yeah, like, he turns himself into like Morse code, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, like, he turned and and it just it just felt very it just felt very s- cyberpunk like. <laughs> Proto like cyberpunk for him to like for him to be like, all right, I'm turning myself into data and uh Felix, Felix the cat human revolution comes source now. Yeah, exactly. So, so no Felix X. That's it, that's it. Yeah, so he, he sends so he sends himself uh he sends himself as like a telegram uh to South Africa and uh, he pops out as, as Morse code that spells the word Felix, and then he apparates from the word itself. Yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, so the the big worry, I, I think all of us can agree that the big worry was that because uh, like they're basically after a couple of encounters with animals that try to eat him, uh, he Felix grounds like okay he, he co- Felix comes into Cape Town. Uh, which is like, you know, uh, that city in South Africa. Uh, and then uh, he ends up coming across Ape Town. And when I saw that, I got petrified. Because <laughs> I think a lot of us, like, I think pretty much everyone had the expectation that this was going to get really uncomfortable really fast. But then it ends up, oh, wait, no, these are just monkeys that are like. And they're dancing to Charleston. It's, yeah, actually, it's actually pretty pleasant how many times we assumed there would be racism in something and it turned out there wasn't or it yeah. turned out the racism was tamer than we thought it would be. I yeah. think we're always just on edge because we know that the racist cartoons are out there, but we don't know how many of them are on this collection. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, it's pretty innocuous. They're uh, they're just monkeys. They're not really uh, they're not caricatures of people, which is nice. Um, I mean, there's a couple that happen that I kind of like, uh, there's like, like grandpa the monkey po- with the beard, you mean? Well, no, no, no. I don't think that's a caricature. Um, well, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, when I he like pulled his beard up, it looked a bit. Uh, it's hard to say. Like, like this is, but, this is the thing is it's, I feel like in a modern context, it's hard for us to be able to determine whether or not they were trying to, yeah, uh, like the uh, one thing, the one thing I will say that definitely felt like it was a characterization of black people was, uh, one was like, okay, so the, there's a monkey, there's a thing called the family tree that fa- uh, Felix finds him. First branch is just a monkey. Uh, the next branch up, there's like an older monkey, which is the one that Cirque was talking about. Next branch up, there's like a fatter like monkey who's wearing like this like dress and like a one of those like polka dotted like head like handkerchiefs overhead while doing laundry, which felt a little sketchy to me. And then the next one up 
was a monkey that was uh, like basically taking care of a bunch of little kid monkeys, which to me really felt uncomfortable because uh, that leads into some really negative stereotypes at the time that they that the about how they, the the black community creates too many kids and stuff like that, like the typical bullshit stuff that happens whenever white people get scared that there are a lot of of a minority that's yeah. not something like them that happens can, you know yeah that, that could be yeah I, I can see where you got that from i mean mm-hmm. maybe i'm just overthinking it but honestly i don't think i am uh i think yeah. this is that th- that is a stereotype that absolutely existed then so uh but i think mm-hmm. the best part of this thing was basically the ultimate ultimate punchline um which was that uh, Felix gets one of the monkeys to come out of the tree and then holds them uh, and Felix shows them a uh, book showing uh, basically human beings uh, like like there's like a like a rich person who's like all weird looking and stuff like that. And then like then these the modern two, statesman, like, the, the modern, modern cake states- eater and then the modern cake eater were just these weird looking skinny people that are dressed like i think they were i think they were supposed to be aristocrats like yeah 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 like yeah like that's which would make sense considering felix the cat but um but yeah basically what happens is the monkey starts laughing at him and then felix going oh uh are you related to these people and then the monkey goes and the monkey then like gets offended and yells to the trees hey this guy's saying that we look like these guys and then they all chase after felix because they're offended that they he, he compared them uh, the monkeys to humans, and then they all <laughs> cyberpunk travel back to the United States. <laughs> and, uh, and can I can I say the uh, can I say the final punchline? Well, yeah, sure. you can say, yeah, yeah. So they, they approach they approach Charles Darwin, and or this old is it Charles Darwin? I assume so because it's okay. called I don't know. And he's like, so do we come after monkeys? And then Felix goes. The monkeys come after us, and then they start getting chased off screen by, by the uh, monkeys. And yep, very uh, which, is, <laughs> which is a good one. It's just a good joke. Uh, and that's a uh, real good one to end off on. Um, but I, I just, I, I do love the the joke. The very, very. It's almost like you were saying how like that. Uh, the the going through the cables was a very modern kind of thing. Uh, the this the joke about how animals would be offended to be compared to us felt like a very modern joke as well. And I loved it. <laughs> yeah, actually that reminded me of, uh, there was a, the, I think it was actually the very first episode of, uh, of Peabody's improbable history, mm-hmm. uh, where, uh, uh, like Mr. Peabody is, is in court to adopt Sherman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, they're like, they're like, you want to adopt a boy? You're not even a man. And he says, I appreciate the endorsement. And <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I wish, I wish that line would have made it into the movie. Cause it's a, uh, it's a that's, really clever line. That's actually a really uh, good line. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like snow, it's, uh, it was a good cartoon and I'm happy that this is, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to more feeds the cat stuff. If they're of the same kind of quality, you know? Uh uh-huh. Oh, definitely. Fun. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a really good watch. I think it's really God, really have good. any of you have either of you seen the Felix the Cat movie that I think oh. was either early 90s late 80s? Oh god, uh, I have. And it's that like, movie hurts. It, it hurts. is like it is like crazy weird. Like it it has like some like Salvador Dali surreal imagery. I have vague and, flashes of that movie, but nothing yeah, solid. Yeah, it's been it's been a very long time since I've seen it, but it is 
it is quite a departure from what we watched today. It's, it's one of those movies that uh, the way that it's made, there are like zero gaps between lines. So everyone is just constantly talking. And that is, <laughs> that gets really freaking annoying. Like one character stops talking immediately. The next character starts talking immediately. The next character starts talking. And it's just like, there's no time to breathe. And it's, it's so hard to watch because of that. It's, it's, it's like, it, it, it's part of that weird trend of like the seventies and eighties ish, like in that kind of time period where there were adaptations. No, no, it was definitely in the nineties because uh, the, the Felix, that of the nineties. Cause I remember the, they were actually to, uh, toys that came out when I was a kid. Um, okay. But like uh, but that weird terror era where like they were trying to make remake like older properties into like actual cartoons movies and films like that that just end up being the most surreal weird things out there like another one i can think of is the raggedy ann movie which is just oh insane. i remember that one that's one oh that my- i rented from the library i nearly forgot about that oh god that movie is yeah. just wow um yeah wow i mm, i want to watch some of those now yeah i mean uh i I don't want to watch the Felix Cat movie again because that that movie just honestly hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it just does. I don't like it. But um, anyways, let's get on and go back to the list. Well, we get this time. Huh. Huh? Okay, sure. Uh, we are getting a cartoon that features Nikki Gnome. Okay. And it's called Pegleg <laughs> Pegleg <Nome>. <laughs> Pedro. Okay. Alright. Huh. Yeah. I'm, s- I'm sensing shenanigans here. This segment of a cartoon uh, podcast is brought to you by a really disturbingly uh, like photo, like a photorealistic drawing of a Chrysler car. That's what it's basically what this is. being. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I actually really like this cartoon. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's Um, actually, mm -hmm. it's really, really good. And we're going to get to that. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the origins of this because this is, insane please um, do <laughs> okay so uh this is a short produced by uh jam handy productions uh <laughs> or rather <laughs> jam, the, the jam handy organization rather and uh if you don't know who that is uh basically okay so henry jamison Handy, also known as Jam, was a Olympic breaststroke swimmer, uh, a water polo player, and a leader of a. Uh, and he also did a lot of like uh, commercials. Basically, after World War II, he started a uh, bit of a uh, company that was more about uh, making training videos and also, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. Now, one thing I will say that uh, they're also one of the first people to do the uh, first. Uh, Rudolph the Red Doll's reindeer animated short. No, sh- uh, ever. Yes, they were. That was refer- but that was before the World War, uh, where the war effort happened. And then, uh, yeah. So then, what happened is that he started making uh, 
films specifically for the auto industry, specifically Chevrolet. Oh, um, okay. And uh, so, uh, and if you if you have you the thing is that if you're an MST3K fan, you know these films because he's not only behind uh, the hired shorts that appeared before the Bride of uh, Bride of the Monster and Man of the Hands of Fate, uh, he also is behind a case of Spring Fever. <laughs> that was <laughs> the short. <laughs> one of the one. most. The one of the most infamous shorts in MST3K yep. history, for good reason, and it's great. And uh, this, hey, look, um, God is no a spring. Springs. Yeah, <laughs> 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 but no, okay. So, and this uh, Nikki Gnome character is very much uh, in the same vein of all of that. Uh, because he first appeared in several uh, commercials, like short commercials slash short shorts uh, that were uh, for uh, that are all Cinderella themed of all things. Uh, Here's my question. Yes. Why is this the guy that they decide to push? Why this? <laughs> um. Well, because this short was successful and they couldn't really push Cinderella over and over again, so they put the same character in other situations. Uh, they also did like a, uh, they also did like a Princess and the Popper, and all sorts of stuff like that. But um, but then so this Nicky Gnome character, like he was in these Chrysler shorts, uh, and like to like sell cars and add like weird like basically the plot like there's just a couple of them on this actual collection, so I don't want to get too in far in them. Um, but like Wait. for this one, for this one, like it's very low key that like they're very, very low key. Cause like the only indication that this is, uh, technically some sort of ad for a car company. My brain is exploding right now. This was a car ad. Yes. Because you did that photorealistic car, that photorealistic car there, that was a Chevrolet. <laughs> There's and no indication the whole... that this is a car ad. The, well, the car no, just shows the car... up. The car just shows up, but it has so much trunk space, and it looks so comfy inside. And they use it to get away from the pirates, and it goes over the bumps. So it smoothly. travels across the Atlantic. Mother, <laughs> yes, it can. Go, it, it drives the boats with this. The, the car drives the boats at the very end, and yeah, it's it's totally trying to say these cars are great, and. Um, but you would never really notice that if you didn't understand the origins of this, because otherwise it's just a weird element in a generally really great cartoon about pirates. Uh, yeah. So this, this cartoon is beautifully animated. Yes. <laughs> to begin. Like it's, it's very smooth animation. It has some uncanny Valley kids that oh, I God. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yes. it starts, it starts with pirates. It starts with a captain pirate and his parrot sidekick. We liked the parrot. The, all the pirates um, in this cartoon are f***ing wonderful. I mean, the, the, the parrot has a peg leg and he also has an eye patch and he's a sassy boy and he always gets his peg leg stuck in holes and I love it. I love it. Yeah. That so dude should have been the star of this cartoon. Yeah. So the, the captain guy, there's, I don't know. They, they kind of, uh, you know, everyone's swabbing the deck or whatever. The captain spies a a group of uh, two children and a non-child. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and and the scheme that they have to uh, to lure them over so that they can attack and steal their their wealth is uh, they uh, they disguise the boat by pulling over like a like a screen that has like an ocean painted on it and uh and a woman's body and a baby's body so that like I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it like you know those you know those like photo op uh cardboard standees that have the holes cut out so that you can put your head inside of them yeah it's it's they like just that put, they just put one of those over the entire boat to make it look like a raft that's being attacked by and then uh, the uh the captain with a there. wig gets into the woman's uh section and then he puts the uh parrot in the baby section yeah. Well, well no, so no, they, they don't. They don't. They don't put the ba- parrot in the baby section. They just dress the parrot up as a baby. <laughs> yeah, and so the and so they he's playing damsel in distress, uh, and the and the other ship decides heroically to go and save them. Um, and uh, it's a little foggy from here. If anyone, if I any mean, of you okay. Remember. So there's a couple. The couple. The thing about it is that um, there's not a ton of plot. I mean, there well, there is a lot of plot, but it also doesn't really. It's not like the most interesting thing yeah. about it. Uh, the thing about it is that I really like is that there's a lot of really good gags, specifically with the pirates. Oh one god, of my yes. Ones is, one of my favorite ones before we even got to uh, the part with like the kid boat is uh, the kid there was boat. like the kid boat, the kid boat. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but no, uh, and what it is is that. Uh, there's the one of the pirates, uh, like the, the the big head pirate dude, the captain. He's kicking one of the crewmates while that's swabbing the deck, and uh, the the guy he gets like the, the that pirate has like this ugly face and he gets gnarled and looks scary. And he pulls out a knife, like the but then the parrot spies him pulling out a knife, and then to cover himself, the pirate just gets this really pretty looking like innocent face and starts whistling and starts carving an apple. Like the skin off the apple, and it was just like I like that kind of thing. That's actually really good. Like it had a really good comedic timing with that. But then like there's, but when it comes to the plot though, like the 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 uh, the, the the all the crew is basically kidnapped, and oh well, yeah, like basically in order to uh, get SOS, the kids do like a telegram machine. But oh yeah, so they, this is, this is the second time we've seen today. This is the second time we've seen them playing with telegrams, visual gags with telegrams. Yeah, uh, but this one's really bizarre. It, like yeah, this no one this one's logic. crazy because it yeah, like the the SOS like the letters come out and they're anthropomorphic and they uh, they have like steam. steam? The, yeah, well, no, okay. So what what, what it is is like the, the kids are pressing. Well, no, no, no. That was steam because like the 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 little uh, the little t- t- uh, telegram ticker they were doing. Okay. It was setting out. It was like going through a te- tea kettle that like pushed steam through a funnel, and then the when they went up to there, that's when they came out and became the letters of SLS. See, I really, I really like that though. Oh no, I like it. It's interesting, but it makes no sense. And well, but uh, it, it does though, because we all knew what was happening. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, okay, it does. It it makes sense internally, but it's also just nonsense. That's what it is. Um, yeah, but it's but, it's good though. Yes, right? I'm not saying we, it's we, bad. We, all right, oh my god! Sure. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm just, I, I'm I just said making sure good. we're not. We're not. I just want to make sure we're not getting into like what were they thinking territory. No, I'm not. All right. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. All right. All right. Nothing just, about this cartoon you. except the you. children were bad. Yeah. I just it, just because it's nonsense doesn't mean I don't like it. It just yeah, you know no. it, it's nonsense. It's literally nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very delightful like, nonsense. The S's are look like 
freaking Trogdor as they fly away. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> and then um, so they, the, the SOS, they go over to uh, an island where uh, the, the gnome character that's barely in this thing uh, is. And he also has a, ho- a grasshopper who has a horse's head. And no, well, a- it, it's a it's a grasshopper. It's a grasshopper that is coded as a horse, and that was something that you didn't seem to like as much as I did. I thought that was my favorite part, actually, of the cartoon was the grasshopper. No, I mean, um, it's not a bad design. I was just horrified at first. Oh, I, just, I wasn't I just sure what was, I was looking. I thought at. it was really clever, though, that like they have that they have a tiny character, and it and that character has a sidekick that's. Like because they're small, the sidekick is uh, the the character's steed is a grasshopper, and I thought that I was just, like a really clever. I just, uh, I mean, I mean, I I think that's good. I think it's a I think it's fine great. visual gag. I, but but my thing is, is that I don't know if there's context or if it's just that they went completely weird with it. Because like, is it like something from like a previous short, like with that Cinderella thing that one of the stagecoach things for the for like cinderella was like a i don't think it has to be though i, I know it doesn't I'm not saying it has to be i'm just saying i'm confused here that's yeah, it sure. and uh, and uh because it's such a weird imagery to have like i don't immediately connotate horses and grasshoppers and i understand that what it is it's supposed to be but why can't it just be a normal grasshopper <laughs> Because that would be horrifying. Because that's not fun. <laughs> the horse, the horse is the horse is fun. The horse, and that's and the horse is like analogous to something that we know. Okay, you know, like fine, it's it's fine. not it's not the only it's not the only example of that in this cartoon either. Like there's also there's also the birds that are kind of coded as planes and uh, yeah, like I mean, uh, yeah, like there's a lot a lot of really clever stuff going on with that. Yeah, but the birds look like birds. <laughs> but they they have they have like stuff painted on their wings, and they make plain noises like they they yeah, were but clearly they look meant like to be birds. <laughs> HG. I mean, delightful nonsense. It's I mean, like I, but but that's the point is if they just used normal ass birds, then it wouldn't have been like they would. It just wouldn't have been like very cartoonish, you know? Like I mean, the. I mean, I I honestly I. I, I disagree, but that doesn't mean I'm saying it's bad. Like I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm saying this cartoon is worse for this, but I'm also not saying it's better because of it. I think it's just well, like I'm, I'm just saying that I'm just saying that in my mind, it's not that weird even. Okay, okay, fine. Um, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not. Again, I'm not saying this is bad. I actually sure. really like the no, design. No. We, we figured it that, just right? was, it, It's really confusing, is all. I just don't understand the context. Um. And but but we're getting on this weird tangent here, and the whole point is that um, there's this one gag that I think is probably my favorite one in the whole thing is that uh, so the pirates they're counting the gold that they stole, and the main guy who's like counting the money he does like one gold for the actual crew, and then he pockets a bunch in his pocket behind everyone else's back. Yeah, so there's and, there's like there's like then, an assembly line of people stealing the same gold from each other, so it goes yeah. like. Around yeah. and then it ends up and then it ends up winding. So well, like the joke, well, the joke well, I made was, "Hey, it's trickle town economics." And yeah, then, well, 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 like it's funny because like it's like it, it, you know, it just you don't know when it's gonna end because at first yeah. it looks like it ended like for a bit, like it was just going down a long line of different pirate dudes, and then eventually it gets to the point where the captain starts taking it, and, and then, that's when we truly knew it was trickle down economics because he's putting it in safe. Yeah, and, uh, and, and he puts the, then he puts the money in the safe, and then I was like, okay, that's a funny end of the gag. And then it pans over to see that the parrot drilled a hole in the 
safe and is stealing the money for himself. And I was yeah, like, okay, really was, yeah, <laughs> which I thought was great. Like it was I legitimately like it. really good. Um, but like, yeah, basically just, uh, the kids break free, uh, and they steal the map from the pirate guy, the main pirate dude. Cause the gnome and, flies by and a pelican and helps them or something. Yeah. So like, basically, uh, he, he, there's a part that I don't understand, which is where, uh, they drop an egg out onto the pirate's face. Well, because the pirate has, like, a knife in his mouth to try to, like, you know, uh, to try to, like, you know, because he wants to, like, kill the kids, obviously. But, like, the egg drops on his face. The knife disappears and a bird appears. And I'm like, okay, is it implied that the bird, the knife turned into a bird? Or I think the egg knife? knocked the uh, knife out of his mouth. and I think it was just the egg hatching, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's just such a weird thing because they'd have nothing to indicate that the knife was like dropped out of his mouth. It just happened. Okay, it um, happened. Yeah, and um, but <laughs> they they go to the they go to the island and they find the treasure. Like the kids go to the island, they find the treasure with the gnome, and they and they also find a Chrysler car because <laughs> of course, um, and uh, they use a the pelican as like a scoop. Like one of those like uh, construction site scoops to scoop up of the gold and put it into the very roomy trunk of the Chrysler car, um, licensed by Chrysler. And it's like the, the thing about this car, though, I have to say, like I have to say, it, it is so creepily hyper realistic. It's yeah. like it looks like, like they animated the uh, stock photo that they had. Yeah. Yeah, like, honestly, I feel like that's what they did. It's like uh, either that or like they took one of like those advertising paintings that you know they they do for like back in the day before they could like do photographs reliably all the time you know uh color photography you know uh like one of those really nice paintings of it and just animated like wheels on it when it moved and uh and then just yeah like the pirates eventually get back get to the island but then they get injured because they get run over by the car <laughs> and I, there's a great line where uh the uh pirate like talks about I've been a bad boy. I should have listened to me, mother. Which I what, think is great. <laughs> what what a lot of people don't remember about the Chrysler is that back then they really advertised how many people it could mow down. <laughs> and how many people it could save their soul. It is literally the Chrysler. Because <laughs> <laughs> the pirate immediately thought that he was doing the wrong thing after being hit by the car. So there you go. <laughs> Um, yep. And then we discover that the the car is carrying the uh, crashed boats back home. It is walking yeah, on wire. It really is the Chrysler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a it's such a weird little thing. This short. Um, All the and... other pirates got left on the island except for the parrot. Oh, yeah. The parrot. The parrot. Come makes it out he gets stuck in the hole one more time but uh the parrot lives and i'm happy for that <laughs> yeah um but yeah no it's it's a it was a fun short uh even if even if i got weirded out boy more than uh you guys did i thought it was really great <laughs> yep i really liked it um yeah. let's go at, let's quickly burn through the last one because we're going on pretty long yeah yeah let's do that because we, uh, we had a lot to talk about uh before we began yeah Yep. Yeah, we did. Uh, so let's just do that. Let me go back to the the, 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 list. the list.
Okay. Um, so the cartoon we are watching is called uh, The Three Bears. Okay. Oh. There's, it's, it's not of like a series. It's just The Three Bears. Sure. Oh, I wonder if there is a like a. Uh, Somebody like, took a spaghetti. <laughs> God, I hope so. I sure hope so. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm thinking is, if we turn it on, we should pay attention. We should notice if there is a grizzly, a panda, and a polar bear. Oh, Shut up. Yeah. yeah, sure, we should. Can we just talk about the meme bears? <laughs> <laughs> I watched that I earlier like today. More. I could talk about it. It'd be more fun to talk about than this. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that the people listening to the show are familiar with Goldilocks and the three bears. Um, the, the This is just kind of that. Uh, but with danger the, features. The portrayal, yeah, the portrayal of the bears in this particular one. Like if, if I was a kid... And I was invited to like a sleepover, for for example, and it was my first time like meeting this kid's family. Yeah, this, and this they bear behave, kid's family. Yeah, and no, just like a regular kid, and they and they had and like if I went to their house and their family decorated their home or behaved similarly to these bears, I would pretend to be sick so I could go <laughs> home. <laughs> <laughs> this is like <laughs> they are like, they are is, a very creepy like hive mind bear family. It, it's like it's like um, it's got this weird kind of like German expressionist kind of feel to it at times. Like the, it's a capital cal- certainly not certainly not an intended one. But no 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 because like okay so basically uh, okay so are you saying with, that because the sets of threes make everything look slanted? <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's a weird like cabinet of Cal uh, the Cal, the cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Cabinet of Doctor Caligari, yeah, yeah, like that, that like it's a weird kind of thing like that. Um, and uh, okay, so basically it starts with Goldilocks and her dog, who can talk, uh, playing uh, a really bad game of hide and seek, uh, and then when the dog starts having the count, uh, he falls asleep and she just runs off to the far distance and then breaks and enters into a house. Uh, and a this house, house with three doors. Three doors, three chimneys, three bird cages, three radios of different sizes that give off different pitches. Three cats. Sound. Uh, three, yeah, like there's three of literally everything. It's like the Wonka, like the end of uh, Willy Wonka, where he, uh, Wonka has like half of everything, except the exact opposite. He actually had like he has three of everything, just of different sizes. Because um, yeah. it just took the main conceit of the main story and took it so, like, like went hard on it. Where uh, They were going you know, for whimsical a... and they just got weird. Yeah, it just, like, um, basically, like, it's, like, the most impractical house design. And the, 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 the actual cartoon actually also kind of, like, points out how impractical it is, too. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, basically what happens is that she first starts the radios and each has their own little pitch and they all come together as like a harmony singing three blind mice. And then it just becomes like this thing where like they 
pan over the house of all the different things. Yeah, a montage of. of everything they have sets of three of, and until it gets to the food, the porridge, as we all know. Little Red was Riding Hood just assumes she can locks. Wait, did you say? Nope, <laughs> I said Goldilocks. <laughs> and so, uh, and so Goldie, Goldilocks, Goldie, I don't, I don't fucking know. Goldilocks, uh, she, she eats. All right, so this might, this might be shocking. She's some porridge is too hot. Um, she eats some is too cold, and it's just right. The third one. Well, okay, the one, the one that's too cold has uh. The one that's too cold is frozen solid, and there are two bugs, two, not three bugs, skating on the ice, and that is the worst thing about this cartoon. Oh yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> or is it the best thing about it? Um, <laughs> but like, uh, but how how badly do you have to? It's some weird symbology. Yeah. It's some weird symbology. Like it's like we're gonna find out that it was like related to like some dark twisted secret about the cartoon like that third well, that, bug that or they like, were just trying to create disequilibrium the, the, and that's cool too the third bug was paul <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah there's so she goes she goes to the beds and you know what happens in the beds too big uh, one's a murphy yeah. bed or some sh- well, no, no. Once it's supposed to be once too hard, once too soft, and the other one's just right. But in this one, she just fucking destroys all. Like, oh yeah, no, the first she's two beds, she's definitely just, not the. She's definitely not in the right. She cool well, man through, through the uh, second she, bed. She, yeah, she and she never was in the right, even in the original story. But in this one, she really just wrecks. Shit. Like it's uh, she she turns this house into a mess. The and, house is uh, busted when the bears come back, and it cuts. Yeah, yeah, like. What it cuts back to the freaking bears coming home, and this is well, this after is their little song, and, they, and it's it's extremely weird because they're walking like in rhythm and they're speaking to no one, saying, "I'm the daddy bear, I'm the mommy Ooh, bear, I don't know. I'm the little baby bear." Like that, like with look, like without I, an look. I don't know about you guys, but the first time we go to a con as a group, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Who's, uh, I'm not baby bear. Well, no, no, no but like this is, <laughs> but that that wouldn't that wouldn't be appropriate. We wouldn't we because we would be in public. Like this would have to be us like walking in the middle of like in a the street, middle of nowhere, a street in the no, middle. No, of not, not even like yeah, not even a street. Like in the woods, and I'd be like, <laughs> I'm Casey the dog. <laughs> I'm H.C. Like, the raccoon. <laughs> I'm not finishing this. Keep going. <laughs> okay, okay, but yeah, like that's that's essentially what happens, and then they dance home. And then they uh, they arrive and their house is wrecked. We know how that goes. And then but, but no, we don't. Really... We know. We don't know how that goes because she like all the destruction that happened, where the radios are destroyed, the clocks are destroyed. I'm assuming the fish bowls were destroyed because they didn't show it. But still, like, like it's like all the stuff happened off screen when she was asleep or like when they weren't like before she went to sleep. And it's like, when did this happen? When like is like she didn't yeah. she didn't like take a well, bow to bat to everything she just like it was she turned on the radio she didn't destroy them but yeah like like did they just like did the did, did the inanimate objects dance themselves to death is that what it is I guess it's like but some but they they come home and their home is wrecked and then they get in a fight and it's a very exhausting not very funny montage of cartoon like there's some the dad there keeps like, himself into stuff. Yeah, like and like it's yeah. like for no rhyme or reason sometimes. Like okay, so there's the part where the one thing where it like points out the how bad the design 
badly designed this house is, is that, uh, so they're chasing Goldilocks and, uh, yeah, the, basically it's like in the order of like Goldilocks, uh, baby bear, mother bear, and papa bear. Um, and they, Goldilocks goes through the mama bear's door, uh, and the baby bear and mama bear can go through just fine, but then papa bear just bonks his head through the window and then falls over. And then when they, uh, when they all exit out the, uh, papa bear door, uh, Goldilocks and baby bear, uh, go through the baby bear door, but then the mother then hits her head and it's just like, why is this house designed like this? If we, if we describe everything that happens to these bears in this sequence, I'm going to be so bored. I mean, I'm not, gonna, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not going to go much further. I'm just saying this house is yeah. stupid and I hate it. And, um, the only thing that I thought was funny was a part where, okay, so Goldilocks, baby bear, papa bear, mama bear, they all go into a closet and there's like a, a scuffle going on. And then Goldilocks sneaks out and it turns out the papa bear was spanking mama bear, not pe- baby bear like you would think, but mama bear. And the baby bear is hanging by a coat hanger. And I'm just like, wow, this is not kinky at all. <laughs> like, why did they do it like that? Why? Like, the obvious joke. Like, why would Papa Bear even think the Mama Bear was Goldilocks? They're not even the same size. Like, I don't well, know. Well, because then it, it wouldn't have been funny. <laughs> well, it was, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I mean, like, I guess. I guess. I don't know. It's just. Well, and, and, it's, that's, it's, that's, it's, and that's what that's what all this is about. Like, we, we always we always do this when we watch these cartoons. And they're like, this makes no sense. And it's well, they they know it doesn't make sense when they made this well, cartoon. But no, but like, like, wouldn't a better gag be like, I don't know. Uh, he's spanking baby bear. Mama bear sees that he's spanking baby bear, gets pissed at Papa bear. He puts him down and like pats his head and then she clocks him. And that'd be a much funnier guy. But that's like, and I guess I don't disagree, but that's not the criticism we always make. The criticism we always make somehow when we see these things happening is that's not what would happen in real life. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, sure. And, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like super guilty of that too. I'm just, I'm just pointing that out. I mean, I don't think do there's it. anything wrong about pointing that out. I'm not saying that's a bad no, thing. No, me neither. I'm just, I'm just saying it's not a criticism. Well, no, it's not a criticism. <laughs> or at least not a valid one. We're not, we're yeah. not always trying to criticize these cartoons. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's, it's just, yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted to make sure that was clear to the audience. But, um, well, like, just you know, and then they've all run out of the house. And then they go back to where the dog was. And it's like, oh, right, there's a fucking dog in this cartoon. And uh, they all go inside of a tree. And then they get chased out by a group of skunks. The end. Three skunks. Specifically three skunks. Um, and that's it. That's the cartoon. Yeah, who cares? It is... it's, it's such a fucking nothing cartoon and I hate it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like... I feel like uh... God, how many how many cartoons in this collection? Like, what percentage do you think of the cartoons in this collection are uh, adaptations of uh, of uh, Grimm's fairy tales? Because Probably a I bunch. Would wager a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, there's certain they were the original some- public domain stuff, so. Yeah, like that's that they probably do that for the same reason we watch these cartoons. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, because they know that they safely could, and the same um, reason why Disney did those adaptations themselves, where it was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. I can do this for free." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, it's it's such a, I don't know, like 
it just this is it's such a nothing cartoon that has nothing of value and compared to like the Felix a cat cartoon and this even the freaking chrysler commercial we watched before uh like there's nothing of value here it is just chrysler amazing. commercial was like a fucking rose unfurling for us yeah like it was it's there's just nothing special here it is just uh it's not it's like both a cookie cutter a- uh, adaptation of the story that also takes creative liberties that just either don't make sense or just are asinine. And one I, thing, I just... one thing that I will like praise them for is they didn't do the shit where they were like, "Someone's been sleeping in my bed." Someone's been sleeping in my bed. No, they just they just showed it, which that yeah. would have lengthened well, it out. They have more. to save some time for that wacky chase scene. Ugh. Ugh. Anyways, uh You know what? Two good two like weird good cartoons and then one nothing. That's that's a pretty good like haul yeah, for no, evening. I still I still just wish we were talking about the mean bears, because I could actually have things to talk <laughs> about with the mean bears. <laughs> uh but anyways. Uh let's talk about our prompts. Yes, let's do so. Um so uh every week we have these little prompts that I give out, uh and you, the audience, respond to them. So, um, the prompt for this week was, uh, what cartoon character would you like to hang out with at a bar? And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, if you ever do want to respond to this prompt or even past prompts or the future run, which I'm going to give after we do this, um, which you, you can just, uh, either Twitter, uh, add us on Twitter at Toontown Public or send us an email at Toontown Public Works. Um, so... At gmail.com. At gmail.com, yes. Uh, that's the important part. Uh, otherwise, you, we don't want you to send it to uh, Toontown Public Works at yahoo.com. That's that's not us. I promise or you. you can, or you can come through a telegraph and tell us in person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, just, just come out of my phone like... Yeah. <laughs> please announce that you're doing so first. Yeah, please knock. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's... Uh, so let's let's so what was this week's prompt ht i said that already uh what cartoon would you like to hang out with at a bar um (laughs) okay and uh so okay the first response we got was uh this might be uh, it's from uh d uh d james or dakota james on twitter and they said this might be a very odd choice, but I actually wouldn't mind hanging out with Miss Kitty from Fiola Goes West as a friend. There was something about her personality that I liked, uh, and she had a voice I couldn't get tired of listening to, even if she played a minor role film-wise. I have not seen that film in so freaking long. <laughs> I could not. It has it, been a very long time for me. It's a good one, if I can remember correctly. I mean, there are, I mean it has John Cleese being a dapper cat villain, which is pretty great. I'm not going to lie. If I'm remembering correctly, she's like super supportive in that movie, isn't she? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that she is supposed to be super supportive. Uh, yeah, that that makes sense then. Yeah, it was it was the it was the sequel I saw more of well, that, the Bible well, Goes West because we we had that one on VHS and I watched that one over well, and over that, that's, and over. That's again. the one they're talking about, Bible Goes West. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Funny yeah. thing, I don't think I've ever actually seen the original. Um, the original is good. Uh, I th- it's been a long time since I saw that one as well, but uh. 
it's much more about the immigrant experience than uh like you know all that stuff and then it gets really weird at the end but that's because it's don bluth so of course it does yep um but you know it's wait wasn't wasn't that uh amblin co-production Maybe? am i i don't know uh i think i i i just know it is definitely a don bluth movie both both the yeah. first and the second so okay who else wrote in so uh, Earth Digger Quicklaw replied and said, Yakko Warner, he's smart, funny, and all-around decent fellow. Uh, you know, between all the Animaniacs, uh, I think Yakko probably would be one of the more fun ones to hang out with, though I think Dob would be pretty great, especially to make fun of shitty boys with, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty great. Yep. Um, but Yakko yep. would be pretty fun to hang out with. That, that's actually true. I really like this response, by the way. Uh, so Lost in Pink responded and said, Donald Duck, because he is my favorite. And I think it'd be funny to see Donald fight someone in a bar like he didn't plan <laughs> on when he went out. But he will right, throw so hands. I, I feel like I feel like uh, this is a great answer, but I need more specifics. Like I, the Donald Duck I would get a drink with is the one from the new DuckTales. I mean, the new DuckTales, Donald Duck would be fun to hang out with, but he'd also be a bit neurotic. You know, but that's 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 the Donald Duck that I would want to spend time. That that's the well, one I would tolerate the most in real life. Well, yes, but the other Donald Duck would be one hell of a party one. Even if it's just like you're not really yeah, hanging out with because you're friends with him, you just you know he's going to be entertaining to watch. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um. So then, uh, I ate cherry pie. Wrote in, uh, and they've wrote in a lot. So hi. And you're the one that also did one of the reviews for us. So thank you, dude. Um, Yeah. And he says, I'd go with Popeye. Uh, The guy is a sailor, so he has plenty of stories to tell. Like a wise old man, I'm sure it'd be interesting to hear his tales. Plus, I I can always bring a can of spinach in case of a bar fight. I I really do like how many people are expecting a fight to break out at these bars, which is great. (laughs) Well, I think how many uh, how many slapstick ish cartoons do you think feature bars, but not fights? I would wager not many that. Well, okay, there's that one. The Black Duck that didn't have a bar fight, right? I guess so. I forgot that there was a bar in that. Wait, there. I feel there like there a, must have been some fighting in that, right? I don't I remember. Mean, Whatever. Maybe, maybe they did. It was just. Uh, I, I. Yeah. It was just a bunch of weird animation loops in that bar. Yes, it was a while ago. It was a very <laughs> strange bar. Okay. Um, Ricky Shinzui, uh, they responded and said. I think I'd go with Yoink of the Yukon myself. I need to give props to a classic who never got farther than the pilot episode. God, that name sounds super familiar, but I cannot put a face yeah, to it. I, I, Let me look that up. I would love up. to say that I was familiar, but I'm not. Let me look that up. You Please do. I'm it. interested in hearing what this is. Uh, oh, right. This thing. Okay. Can you uh, uh can you send that to our group chat or yeah I'll I'll send a link to the chat here, um, but let me just go ahead and it was one of those cartoons appeared on what a cartoon so it was like uh one of those kind of like you, that was like basically the sh- place where they put all the pilots that didn't go to a full show but they still wanted to show them off you know oh I love that show yeah um. Well, okay, I one time had a fight with someone because they did not believe me that what a cartoon show 
was a thing. Like they thought it was always the cartoon cartoon show. And no, it was what a cartoon, then cartoon cartoon. And then, oh yeah, cartoons was Nick, Nickelodeon when they did the back, basically the exact same thing. But I didn't know that those were all like failed pilots and stuff. I just thought they were shorts. Some of them ended up being successful pilots too. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, Dexter started there. What? Yeah. And Powerpuff Girls. Oh, dude. Yeah. I know. I know. Chalk Zone started on the uh, Oh Yeah cartoon. That's yeah. not really a success, though. <laughs> well, it technically well, started it, there. It was. It was a. It was a successful pilot, though, because it became a series. Yes. Fair enough. Okay. Um. So, uh, Tim Schultz uh, wrote in, and they said, without thinking about it too much, I say Jake the dog from Adventure Time. He is always a hoot in the life of the party, yet I always feel like he has insightful wisdom to bestow as well. Guaranteed to have deeper conversations, fun banter, and a great goose and gaffs. And that is actually a really goddamn good choice. That is a great answer. <laughs> yes, it's a really good answer. Anybody uh, voiced by John DiMaggio that's not the Joker is a good answer. And uh, we also got, on our last one we got here is from Shadow Nightclaw. Uh, who said, uh, Gur from Invader Zim. And that's about it. And, you know, I think that if you took him to a bar, he wouldn't know what to do with himself and then eventually explode somehow. So I'm not sure <laughs> how I feel like about that. that. <laughs> uh, but, um, okay, so that was our audience. Were those our write-ins? Uh, that was our, okay. our write-ins. So uh, who wants to go first? Um, I could go first. Sure. Okay, go first then. Um, my answer was Double D from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And I feel like there's an important distinction to be made here because, uh, this isn't the character I would like to most hang out with. This is the one I would most like to hang out with at a bar. How do you get him into the bar though? Well, so like, so like, we're going to go ahead and assume that this is uh, that that this of, character of, aged at the same rate that I did. Yeah, of okay. um, drinking age. And <laughs> yeah, so uh, so let's uh, so assuming assuming that <laughs> uh, bars are not really uh, a place where I flourish per se. Right. So I, I just want to I just want to go to a bar and have a drink with someone who is quiet and uh, and. You know, not to yeah, but the the important detail, and this is the actual reason I picked it, is his name is Double D, which means he is going to be the designated driver. <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> God damn it! That's, yeah. that's good. That's good. So I just I just kind of worked backwards from that. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> All right, uh, so Sir, do you want to go? Okay. So here's my theory. Okay, with the, with this kind of thing, you want to go with characters that are not too far out there, but you'll have a good time with. Because specifically a bar. You don't want a character that, and this is my opinion, that is going to, like, drag you into a horrible night full of, like, fighting and destroying shit. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So with that in mind... I have two answers. Who would okay. be really fun at a bar? Rigby from uh, Regular Show. Good answer. Unless he does something stupid like uh, the fucking trash Unless boat episode. Unless he does something very Rigby-ish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a uh, second character with that in mind, which I think would fit better. Amethyst from uh, Steven Universe. Yeah. You would have okay. an 
awesome night with her, I think. Amethyst would actually be a really good night party. She would actually be really yeah. fucking great. You could go crawling <laughs> on the way with home, her. On the way home, you would do crimes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Crimes. Actually, I I think it was uh, my when I brought up the prompt to my friend Nemo. I, that's one of the many answers that he gave, and that was the reason he gave. So, oh, Nemo did. Oh, Nemo gave an answer to our prompt. It didn't write in. No, I just I just mentioned. I said I said I don't know what answer I should say to this one, and he gave me a list. Oh, okay. Fancy. Okay, that's cool. Fancy, fancy schmancy. Nemo should just. Answer one of our prompts sometime. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, he has in the past. I think he has. Yeah, he has. I don't yes. remember which one. All right. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. of saying Pearl, but then I realized she would not be good in that situation. I just want to no, hang over. Not unless she's trying to get hot lesbians. Which, <laughs> like that one episode. <laughs> they really need to follow up on that episode. I'm sure they will eventually. They always do follow back on stuff. Um, but okay. So like a lot of these prompts... If I'm going to be honest, uh, even if I come up with them, I don't really have much of an answer until like nearly the last minute, because there's always like a lot of factors I try to swim through my head. Um, I mean, one thing I really like, I do like the idea of going to the bar with Nick Wilde just because I think he'd be really good at like basically convincing the bartender to not charge us. <laughs> Wait, did you just say Nick really- Wilde? Yeah, Nick Wilde. Yeah. Sure. But that's a really good choice, too. Yeah, he'd be really fun to hang out with. I think he'd be great. Uh you know, especially if you're friend with him, so he won't like f- with you. But you know, um, but but honestly, uh, I think my more like I my my more uh, my more like uh, like I'm trying to think of what was, more uh, nuanced answer. I feel like uh, that's a little bit less stereotypical of me. Um, would be. Uh, I'm actually going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to say both Buddy and Darnell from uh, Buddy Thunderstruck. Because uh, they, I see what they do inside of bars, and I think they would be fucking great. Uh, basically, they'd just be drinking all night, eating wings all night, and just laughing like idiots about dumb shit, and it would be the best. I, I just think that would be a really great time. <laughs> I mean, that is what you'd want. It is. It's great. It's uh, And it has to be both of them because they have such a good dynamic between each other that I think it would just – they just bounce off each other so well and it would just be great to be around that and try to feed off it as well. And uh, yeah, because if you're just with Buddy, he's too much of an egomaniac. And if you're just Darnell, he doesn't know what to do with himself because he doesn't know how to really like be individualistic at times. Uh, he might be fun by himself, but, you know, still uh, – just the combo of the both of them would just be a really great time, I feel. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, the prompt for this week. And uh, yeah, that was... Uh, I wanted to do something a little bit different than say, like, what is your favorite Link movie or whatever? Because I've done that, like nearly every freaking episode at this point. Nah, so, dude, I, I, I get that. This was a fun one, buddy. Yeah. So this week, uh, our prompt is actually going to come from Cirque. Yay! Inspired by... Uh... I th- probably inspired by uh, one of our yeah askers, like, correct? The- so yeah, we were when we were talking about like uh, oh yeah cartoons and what a cartoon yeah. a cartoon cartoon show. This kind of inspired what happened. Uh, what our prompts. So uh, yeah, go away. Go ahead, sir. Um, my prompt is what cartoon pilot that never turned into a full series? Are let me rephrase. What is your favorite? <laughs> cartoon pilot that never turned into a full series yeah so your favorite unsyndicated cartoon pilot yeah 
Yeah. And yeah, that's a, that's a good prompt. So we're going to go ahead and do that. So if you have an answer for that, either send us an email at toontownpublicworks at gmail.com or just uh, reply to the tweet that's going to be coming out uh, around the same time this episode comes out. So yeah. Uh, and I think that's it. Now, uh, just general housekeeping kind of stuff. Uh, well, we already mentioned that uh, our Twitter, which is at Toontown Public, our email, which is toontownpublicworks at gmail. Um, I want to thank Alex for being our wonderful editor. And I also want Alex, to thank, thank you so much, buddy. You are thank awesome you, and you are a great editor. And also I believe we have somebody else to thank as well. She, go yes, ahead. Uh, uh, we have a new uh, assistant editor on our podcast. Uh, his name is Aki the Dragon. And uh, yeah, he's working alongside us now. Uh, he's going to help out Alex with some of the more uh, you know difficult t- challenges we throw at him, which are pretty much every episode these days. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, uh, thank Alex for Alex and thank Aki for Aki or thank Alex for Aki, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how we're going to put that. Well, um, I, we, I think we should thank Aki for Aki because he offered to, he offered to help us directly. Yeah, at, yeah that's uh, true. Yeah. At MFF. So we really, he's actually been helping and, us with like, uh, I think ever since that one special, it was, I think it was, it was either just, I think just like the last two episodes, he kind of helped us locate some of the uh, swear words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which so is, like, we really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It helps us a lot. Um, and now let's see what else. Uh, check uh, out, you, check out Panda Paws. We were on yes. that. Uh, check out Panda Paws. Uh, we've already discussed that, that, but yes. And YouTube then, links uh, to the cartoons in the show notes. If you want to watch yep. the cartoons we discussed today. Mm hmm. Uh, if you like our show, then uh, it really helps us a lot if you uh, go on to either iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to this uh, and uh, give us a rating uh, or a recommendation. Uh, please subscribe to us as well. Um, and also tell your friends. It actually really helps us out a lot because we uh, we really would like to like expand this a little bit more. We are working to make it uh, – working on like some things behind the scenes. But uh, yeah, everything, uh, everything we get from this show is uh, either – is pretty much just through word of mouth. And I mean, there was some advertising we definitely did, uh, there, but you know, uh, word of mouth is, uh, the most common way we get off, uh, get our word out there. So, uh, yep. Yeah. And let's see anything else. So that's it for me. If I'm recalling correctly, I'm good here. I th- yeah, I think we're all good then. So, uh, in that case, uh, I'm HC the raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm sir. The cat. And this has been Toontown Public Works, and these cartoons have been archived.